You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Are you ready to take your vacation rental business to the next level? Invest in the knowledge and training you need to get there. With the Vacation Rental Formula Business School, you can gain access to an exclusive course library that covers topics like marketing, pricing, strategies, operations, and more. Become one of our founding members today and get exclusive access to all additional content produced in the years to come. Whether you're just starting out or want to expand your existing business, you'll learn invaluable lessons from the top industry experts. So don't wait any longer. Secure your spot today at vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school and start your journey to success. Are you ready for today's podcast? Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Today, I'm talking to all of the visionaries out there. And whoever you are listening, you are a visionary. If you're in this business, then you have that visionary quality. And I'm talking to Steve Trover from Better Talent about what a visionary needs to make your business really work. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm super excited to be back with you once again. Now I'm back in my home office. We're getting the sound sorted out. I hope it's just getting better every time I record. And we're getting some stuff put up on the walls in this particular episode. I've got a bit of a blank wall behind me. But that's okay because we don't need decorated walls to talk to my guest today. Steve Trover is the CEO and founder of Better Talent, a subscription-based talent acquisition solution, which means finding people, finding the right people, hiring the right people for the right seats in your organization. Now, Steve has been in the business quite some time. He's going to be talking about that, where he came from. I remember when I started in this business, I came across a company called All Star Vacation Homes. And it was it was really, for me, the benchmark for when I started my company. I had found in a property I'd been to see an All Star Vacation Homes brochure. And it it's really set the standard for what my company ultimately became. So, super excited to be talking to Steve about the right people to hire. Without further ado, then let's move on over to my interview with Steve Trover. Well, I am super pumped to have with me today, Steve Trover of Better Talent. I alluded to it slightly in the introduction that I have known Steve or his companies from the very start of my business. We'll come back to that in a bit more detail in a few moments, but I just wanted to say welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Heather. Really excited to be here. Well, we've we've sort of come across each other, you know, in passing at many events and conferences over the years, but this is actually the first time we've we've been able to sit down and to have have a good conversation, which I, I'm so looking forward to because we're going to be talking about something that was very dear to my heart. And that was, you know, I, I called her the general manager, the general factotum, the, the person who was going to come and turn my world upside down and make it so much better, which she actually did. And we're going to explore a little bit, you know, go, go into a bit more depth, aren't we, Steve, on taking what I've just said and teasing it out into all the component parts and how anybody could act, can actually do this, go from being overwhelmed and harried to not being that person that looks serene on the surface with, uh, with the madly flapping legs underneath the water. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's kick off, Steve. What's your background in the vacation rental business? And how did you get started? I love hearing everybody's origin stories. 
Yeah, it, it, I, it's one of my favorite things to hear as well. So going back in the mid-90s, individuals would come into the Orlando market where I'm based and they would buy vacation rentals, except they would call them holiday homes because they would have a similar <laughs> accent to you. And um, and they, in fact, this goes back into the 80s. And my mother, when we moved to Florida about 40 years ago, um, she got a real estate license like most people do when they move to Florida and started selling homes, but she sold primarily residential. Then she started selling homes to people from the UK. Um, that, that's really who started the market here in Orlando. And she would run into problems with management companies. Um, so she would try to find the owners of a, a property management company to manage the property. And they'd come back a year later, uh, unhappy with the reference, right? And so um, she tried over and over again. And, and I'm a kind of a serial entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 17, exporting cars overseas. And, and I thought, how hard can this vacation rental thing be? And so that's when I jumped in um, and started managing a couple of properties out of the gates. Um, and this was in, you know, mid-1997. So about 26 years ago now. Um, and 26 years later, I can tell you it's pretty hard. So <laughs> as you know, <laughs> and uh, so I've been, been doing that ever since or been in the industry ever since. Um, I was a PM for 20 years. I uh, grew the company from zero properties to 400 properties over those two decades. Um, grew into four markets here, Orlando, uh, Captiva Island, Florida. We were in Sun Valley, Idaho, and in San Diego, California. So we had four destinations, uh, 100 employees at peak. I also started uh, a real estate company focused on on uh, you know vacation rental real estate, an interior design company called Beyond Furnishings. Um, and we furnished over 500 homes over that time frame. We then launched a development company called Purpose Built Vacation Homes, and we designed Purpose Built. You'll hear that around the industry now, that term, you know, where individuals are doing the same. We'd like, like to see that following suit. And then also got into the technology side of the business and developed a proprietary uh, PMS platform going back early 2000, uh, right around 2000, actually started that process. That ultimately became LiveRes, which a lot of people know of today. Uh, private equity owns it today. I don't have anything to do with it, but I was a chief strategy officer and a shareholder for a lot of years there. And then I'm the past vice president and president of VRMA over a five-year period going back about a decade ago. So super involved in all aspects of the industry, hyper-passionate about it, um, love to talk about <laughs> it, and love to meet all of the really great people in it. So. Well, as I said, I alluded to it in the introduction that, and I'll tell you the, the, the story is when I first started, I mean, I first started in the business in 1998, buying properties in Canada and then moved over here and started our property management company in 2003. So, you know, 20, 20 years as well as a property manager. But when I first started out, I remember going out to my very first owner. And there was a lot of trust involved in that because the only properties I was managing was, was five of my own, my sisters and this guy down the road who said, I'll give you my property to manage if you don't charge me for it for a year. And <laughs> so this, so going out to get my first one was just so, so major. And I walked into this house and I had a lovely chat with the owner and on his coffee table was this brochure for vacation homes in Orlando. And it was all star vacation homes. And I didn't know you at the time. I didn't know this was your company. But I picked that up, picked that magazine up. I borrowed it. I took it home. It sat in my office for probably four or five years after that. And it was sort of became the benchmark for how we did our business because I, you know, from, from the brochure, I went to the website and it became the standard that we aimed for. I, I that just I'm so proud to hear that. I really love that story. So thank you for sharing. And that. I, but I, I just don't think I have that anymore. Sorry. But, but I, it's so so great to hear that you still have that passion. You know, I I certainly have it after my 25 years in the business too. And but I, I think you know at some point, as you have done, you need to, to do something different to keep that that passion going. So what was it that motivated you to to get into the hiring business, the the HR business, if you like? Yeah. So going back about six years ago, I sold my, my group of companies and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. I wasn't even sure that I would stay in the industry after 20 years. I, I thought maybe I want to try something else altogether different. And for the first time in my life, I've started a lot of different companies. I, I didn't quickly start a company. I started a consulting business 
with the, with the intent of kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And so I was consulting inside and outside the industry, mostly inside or at least in lodging. And one of the first things I got asked to do was was recruit for a general manager for a, a large scale vacational company. And I thought and I looked at the industry and I realized there wasn't anybody doing recruiting in the industry. I had used recruiters, quite frankly, didn't really like the experience all that much because they didn't really understand my business uh, very well. Uh, they charged a lot of money um, for what they did. And the end result, I felt like maybe I could have done it on my own. And yet I felt like there was a need because it was the biggest struggle that I heard over and over and again as a consultant. It was all related to people. And so I uh, looked at it and thought, maybe there's a different way to do this. Maybe there's a different model that we can build. And so over the course of three years of consulting, developed a, a kind of a methodology that we use today and then launched Better Talent three years ago with that intention of focusing primarily on the vacation rental, short-term rental industry. We do hotels and, and resorts, uh, independent ones anyways, but our core focus is on, on, VR, is on VR. And so that was the, the kind of the impetus, if you will, to, to start it. And I know how hard this business is, and there's a lot of things that you have to do really well, and you got to do all these different parts of the business. But if you don't have the right people in the right places, it's exceptionally hard. And I had a really great team in, in, in my various companies. And when it, when it was all working well, it was when I had the team right. It didn't matter how good the tech was or anything else. If I didn't have the team right, it was really challenging. And so I wanted to help companies do that. And I'm very passionate about people in general. And so that was kind of the, 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 the reason why we started the business and, and continued to make that our passion today. Well, I, I was on, uh, I think, your Facebook page this morning and, and looking at some of the, the job ads and thinking, wow, you know, I, I think I'd quite like to be 30 years younger and, and joining this business again because there's some amazing, there are some amazing jobs to be had now. Just briefly, you started this three years ago, so it was the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. How have you navigated, how did you yep. navigate through that pandemic period? Yeah, I mean, obviously, an interesting time to start when nobody can actually go to work, right? So um, I, I don't know that a whole lot of talent companies started at, at that during that time frame, but pretty quickly, and, and I kind of felt like this was going to be the case with COVID, and we all know we had that huge um, increase in demand. And so it went from nobody being able to work to all of a sudden, you know, we need talent rapidly. So probably for the first time in my life, I, I started at the perfect time. I usually you know, <laughs> would be too early with a lot of our businesses. Um, but um, in this case, it was it was really uh, fortuitous timing. And, you know, we a lot of people, you know, if you look at those jobs on Facebook, for example, or on LinkedIn, you're going to think that we only hire for, you know, these six figure positions, that type of thing. But we do hiring across the spectrum. So we do everything from, you know, a general manager to housekeepers, to maintenance techs, to all the frontline roles. And, and so we help in, in all that and all those components. And that was all needed in a big way as soon as we all started coming back to work and, and the demand was there like never before. Um, a lot of companies had, you know, laid off people and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, we have to have people now. And so it worked out pretty well from that perspective. That said, we, you know, we, we try not to get people to rush, right? We want them to really spend time identifying the right person for each role. So, um, so that demand created a demand on our side, and we had to really kind of uh, navigate that. It was a challenging uh, period for sure going through COVID. So. Yeah, I can, uh, I can certainly imagine that. So I, I see a lot of, um, you know, in Facebook groups, I'm seeing that there's a lot of people starting out in this industry. Why do why do you think people are still starting out in starting up property management companies, vacation rental manage, management companies? I, and I'm sure you 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 probably are well aware of all the the typical origin stories, if you will. Mine is an example. One of those. My mother was in real estate. Another one might be I owned a few properties like you did, and then you decided mm-hmm. to manage your, yourself. And so what what generally happens, and and I think all that demand that you that we saw during COVID. We had all these new, you know, hosts, as we would call them today. We didn't used to call them that, but uh, thank you, Airbnb. But that came in, they would own a property and then maybe they'd take on their neighbors, right? Because their neighbor had, you know, a full-time job, didn't have time. And all of a sudden they become a property manager and people get really passionate about this thing. It's something that everyone falls into 
you either love it or you hate it. One or the other. There's really, it's black and white, right? People don't come in mm-hmm. warm. You're either you're get really excited about it. You want to grow a business or you don't. And that could be a business of one property, of course. And some of the, you know, some individual owners do a phenomenal job at, at doing that. But a lot of times when they are really good at one, they end up with many more, right? Just naturally. And so, and all of a sudden they need technology and they need people. And so that's where we come in. And I, you know, I love to see all of the new types of businesses and new models that we're seeing today. It's what keeps this industry interesting and all of the new people coming in makes it a lot of fun for us. So. Well, with it, with all these new people coming in, and regardless of what model they're going to take, that they, we all seem to be much the same. We have this this personality style, which you know, it, we we we're passionate. We have great ideas, and always chasing after you know. Well, this is me chasing after the next new thing, and often get so overwhelmed with the basics of the business, I guess. And I know that we all, when we start this, we've all all got to do the basics of the business. And I was fascinated with an article that you wrote in VRM Intel, and it was a year or so back, but it's just as relevant Mm -hmm. today. And it was about, you know, us, these, these hosts that become managers or the people that come into property management from, you know, from another direction, we're visionaries. And we need somebody else to begin to ground us, I guess. And I know it took me 15 years in the business before I realized that I couldn't, well, I had a business partner and and that helped a lot because he was the yin to my yang and he, I'm the strategy person seeing the big picture and he's down in the depths and the details and the, and the weeds. So I actually had somebody that, uh, that would do, would, would, would do a lot of that, which is probably why I left it 15 years. But once we did go out and find this very, very special person, not only did it make our lives a lot better, it made it a darn sight easier to sell the company five years later. So, so let me hand it over to you and really talk about what the visionary is, what the, and you call this person an integrator. So what is their role? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's interesting that you've used um, the term personality and, and you're, you're absolutely right. This industry does attract a certain group of personalities and part of our process of Better Talent, we actually do personality profiling and personality testing. And I started realizing that there's only a few different profiles out of all the different ones that we look at that are attracted to becoming uh, an operator here. And they generally are very visionary profiles and visionaries are those that, you know, they're dreamers. They come up with big ideas. They, they take risk. Um, you're coming in and starting a business in an industry with not a lot of structure. Um, the lack of structure in this industry attracts these types of visionaries because Visionaries like to solve problems. They like to come up with new concepts and ideas. And the reason why I'm not in probably in the medical industry or even in the very structured hotel industry is because it has so much structure. And I've always kind of described the vacation rental industry as a big whiteboard. We're still <laughs> creating it, right? And so, you know, I've been in 26 years and I come out, I see new ideas every day. And that that's what excites me and keeps the passion there. And I think that's what attracts our type of profiles and yet those profiles or those those personalities are really good at the vision side of it and coming up with the big ideas and the big picture. But when it comes down into the day-to-day operations, doing things that require a repetitive task, um, leading and holding people accountable is also a challenge for a lot of visionaries. We can do it reasonably well for a while, uh, but then we hit a brick wall because it becomes um, repetitive or rote. And certain personalities are better designed for that type of thing, right? And so the visionary and the integrator, and you mentioned the integrator, those two terms come out of a book called Traction. And Traction uh, was written by Gina Wickman. Um, There's a a sister book that we actually send to clients and send to people all the time called Rocket Fuel. And it talks about the visionary and the integrator relationship. And, you know, just like you, I waited way too long to get my integrator, you know, probably a decade plus, not quite 15 years. But, and I used to say, I need to hire a general manager. And I ended up hiring a a 30 year veteran of the hotel industry. 
and I trained him on the nuances of vacation rentals, but he understood how to lead and hold people accountable. He understood hospitality. He was very professional. And once he got into place, it, it, it gave me the ability to get out of the um, leading and holding people accountable uh, perspective and really focus on the vision and the, and the growth of the company and coming up with new ideas as opposed to trying to just put out fires all the time, which is what you do when you have a vacation rental company or short-term rental company of any type. Um, you end up being a firefighter on the day-to-day. And visionaries, we're just not designed for that. And so finding that type of person who really can take that vision and execute on that vision and lead and hold the team accountable to execute on that vision is imperative, in my opinion. And it's night and day when you see a market leader, um, generally they have that one-two punch of the visionary and the integrator, and they're just hitting the ground running. And that visionary is able to just do what they're designed to do. And I have that at, at Better Talent. Um, my uh, integrator's name is, is Adam. Adam Tully is our COO. I wouldn't run a business again without an integrator. He's incredible. He runs the business. I get to focus on the vision. I get to meet the clients. I get to do the things I really like to do. And it's a much more enjoyable ownership process when you have that person in place doing the other things that need to be done from a leadership perspective. And, you know, I've read a million books on leadership and I was determined I was going to be a really good people leader. What I realized is, I'm, a, I'm really good at getting people excited and, and <laughs> casting vision, but when it comes to holding them accountable to getting things done, I'm actually not designed for it, no matter how many books I read. So that's that's what I believe. And, and I, you know, when we look at these, these clients of ours, some of them will come and they'll say, I want, you know, I'm really in a need for a housekeeping manager or something. I look at the company and I go, you know what, if you have the integrator, you have the right person leading this team you could do these things that you've told me you like, and it will change your world. And we've seen that time and time and time again. And it's the thing I'm probably most passionate about. And what we do is putting that person or identifying that person for companies. So. Okay. Well, so we're going to be exploring this a little bit more into, you know, who, who, this, sure. who, who this magical person is and how we find them. But when's, when is the right time to bring an integrator on board. You know, as I say, I, I left it 15 years, you'd left it 10 years and said that was too long. But when somebody's starting out, let's say they've got 15, 20 properties, they're growing quite nicely and it's time to take somebody on to take over some of this operational stuff so they can go out and carry on growing the business. There's this big, and I remember getting into this even at 15 years and saying, oh gosh, that's a big chunk of change to suddenly start to give to somebody else? Well, somebody a long time ago, a business person, I was, I was considering hiring a personal assistant the first time ever. This was a long time ago. And that person said to me, he said, uh, Steve, you won't be able to afford one until you have one. And <laughs> yes. uh, what he meant is once I get somebody to take those roles off my you know, hands, that I'll be able to do what I'm better designed <laughs> to do and grow the business and more than pay for that individual. And you're right. Um, the right integrator, by the way, is not a cheap investment. Um, it's certainly something that you need to find the right person. To find the right person, you've got to pay for it, right? That said, um, to answer your question, when it's it's when you're at a stage where you know that you can reallocate your time to maybe it's business development, meeting with owners and growing the inventory is what you really like to do. And, and if somebody took off housekeeping and maintenance and accounting and all those roles, you'd be able to do more of that. And you know that you'll be able to dramatically grow the company because you have that person in place. That's a really good time to do that. Is that 15, 20 properties? Property counts a really hard metric mm -hmm. because as we know, properties are not created equal. You know, business models aren't created equal. We've got different margins and different, you know, we have seasonality in markets and that type of thing. And so it's really, you have to look at the finances, right? And be able to look at the p l and the balance sheet and go, can I afford to do this? If I invest in this, am I able to then grow the business and grow these other components um, so that I can afford it? But my answer would be um, as soon as possible, because the faster you do it, the, the more you're going to be able to grow the business and build the business and, and make it a more profitable business, even though the cost structure goes up. I will tell you, we talk a lot about the people stack at, at Better Talent and optimizing the cost structure because I've never seen a vacation rental company of any type where the the the, the uh, salaries and you know the you know uh, contractors that cost structure is always the biggest cost structure, right? So you got to be 
really <laughs> careful when you hire and when you build a business. That said, this particular role is the one that will power all the rest of it, in my opinion. So um, got to do it when you can afford to or when you you know get to that point. But I would, you know, I would do it as early as you possibly can. And that case of Better Talent, we were about a year and a half in and I said, OK, it's time. <laughs> and we, we did that probably even then that was too late. Right. And so, um, you know, I wish I would have done it six months prior to that, but I was, I was kind of hesitant myself because it is a big investment. So yeah, you have to be careful in that regard. And that's, you know, part of the thing that we do is we, we advise people on when and look at the cost structure and, and try to make sure that they're doing it at the right time. So, but I highly recommend it, at least considering it right out of the gates, you know, making that a part of your roadmap. Yeah, when I when I look back, and I think that my business partner, who was in there right from the very beginning, but he he still had a full time job at that time, so I just carried on growing the company, and he joined about eighteen months, two years later. And I think if he hadn't, right. I would have had to take somebody else on. I mean, he came in, and you know, it was that it was that great mix of personality styles that allowed us to carry on without somebody else for so long. But it came to the point where even he said, I don't want to deal with all these conflict issues anymore. <laughs> I don't want to deal with owner right, issues exactly. and guest issues. I want somebody else to yeah. do that. And that was the time we said, okay, yeah. Well, And we had reservationists and I was managing the reservationists and he was managing the conflict. And, and when we took Christina on, it was, uh, it was night and day. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and, and some companies and, and kind of do what you did in the sense, and there might be two partners and one partner is more the integrator, one's more the visionary. Um, some early stage, instead of, you know, going in and getting a general manager or a COO, they start with an ops manager, operations manager, where they're maybe just handling housekeeping, maintenance, mm-hmm. guest communication, that type of thing. Whereas the visionary is still handling business development and marketing and maybe finance. And we see that as kind of a, a starting, a step start, if you will, to get into that full integrator. But the reality is if, if you do it by the book, so to speak, and in my case, in, in our company, I have no, I only have one direct report and that's my integrator. Everyone else on the team mm-hmm. reports to him. And so, um, and, and he handles all departments and it works really, really well when you get there. But a lot of times in a, in a vacation rental company, you start with that ops manager and it's kind of integrator light. Now, many times that operations manager may migrate into the full integrator role over time as the company starts to scale and get structured. So let's talk just for a second about another really important part of having that integrator or that general manager is that when it comes time to sell, it makes a massive difference to a potential buyer. If you talk to any of the M&A specialists in the space, Jacoby Olin or others, um, they will tell you that many of the buyers look at that role and that role being maybe a general manager, director of ops, a COO, the integrator, if you will. If you have that person in place and you as the visionary owner of the company, the company doesn't rely on you, you're going to get a better, A, the closing is going to go faster, the due diligence is going to go quicker, the multiplier potentially might be higher, the asking price or selling price. Um, it, it can be higher because a, a lot of the concern with these companies is that the owners are so attached to that visionary or that owner of the business that they might leave when the business sells. And, and we've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. And so the buyers have gotten smart about that and they look at it and they go, okay, is how reliant is this business on that founder or not. And if the answer is not, it's actually very valuable to those and it'll attract more potential buyers. You know, some of the big aggregators, the Vicasas of the world are, are less inclined to care. I think even they do at this point, but but definitely um, even any of the mid-tier and, and a lot of the private equity funds that, that have come to the space that are going to look at it and certainly individual buyers, because they don't, maybe, maybe it's somebody that wants to get in, but they don't know the industry having somebody there other than the owner that's leaving that knows the all of the different components and, and is running the day-to-day is going to be mm-hmm. really valuable to that buyer. And so um, I absolutely encourage if you're considering, if you're building this thing, to ultimately sell it at some point. And I always recommend everybody look at it like that, whether or not they're going to do it or not. Because if you if you build a company that is um, can attract a buyer, you're building a great company. Mm-hmm. Your, your finances are going to be in order. You're going to have a, a solid team. But this person 
can help you sell that business. There's no question about it. Get ready for the business adventure of a lifetime. The short-term rental spring conference season is almost here, and you won't want to miss out on the excitement in beautiful Barcelona. This exciting and stunning European destination is home to some of the biggest names in the short-term rental industry, making it the perfect place to be on May 15th to May 19th for Short Stay Week. This week-long event is your ticket to join property managers from all over the world as they network and learn from the best in the industry. And you won't want to miss out on the Book Direct show on May 16th or the Scale Rental show on May 17th and 18th with your favorite podcast host Heather Bear will be presenting on stage at both events. The week of events includes an SEO summit specifically for vacation rentals, a Web3 in travel conference, a guest communication workshop, the Book Direct show, a luxury-focused event, and a networking afternoon to help STR operators prepare for acquisition. If you manage 25 properties or more, the Scale Rental Show is an exclusive conference specifically produced for larger professional property management companies. You can choose individual event tickets or a week-long pass that includes everything, but as a listener of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, we have a special offer just for you. For the Scale Rentals Show, visit scalerentals.show forward slash attend and use the code VRF10 to get 10% off your Scale Rentals Show ticket. For all other events, visit shortstayweek.com forward slash tickets and use VRF10 to get 10% off your purchase. Check the description of this episode on your smart device for a quick link to get more information. We can't wait to see you in sunny Barcelona for Short Stay Week. Now let's get back to the show. So let's just talk about the type of person. What qualities does this person have? How do you go about finding the right one? Yeah, and and we have a very specific way that we go about doing that. And one, the first thing that we start with is personality. And I will tell you a lot of a lot of clients and potential clients and, and, and people come to us and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a general manager, an operations manager, an integrator, and they've got to have a decade of experience in vacation rentals." Well. Here's the problem with that. There aren't that many people in this industry that have been doing it that long that are not the owner of the company because mm-hmm. so many of the companies are still run by the visionary. And so there's a there's a big need. In fact, if you know anybody, send them our way. Um, there's just a massive need for this type of individual that has that level of experience. And we have a, you know, we have literally the entire database of talent in, in the vacation rental industry, and still it's a struggle. To sometimes find that. And really the reality though, is that the resume is important. Understanding a business is important, but if you have somebody with the right personality traits and the right drives, as well as the right cognitive ability, they can learn this business. What I'm really looking for is somebody with the ability to lead and hold people accountable first and foremost. That's the number one thing. So the resume does matter. Experience does matter. Somebody that's managed people well and led people well is more important, in my opinion, than how long that resume is in the vacation rental space. That said, we love both. The the perfect world, you've got both, right? You've got somebody that's got experience in the industry. One of the challenges in this industry of bringing people from outside of it is they need to know what they're getting into. This is not an easy business to run. It's 24-7, 365, as we all know. And so if you've come from an industry where it's kind of the nine to five type of thing, you might not be as excited as you thought you were when you came in. So it's really important that they understand that. And then the personality traits. Um, and we do personality testing and we're looking for somebody who's assertive, self-confident, naturally speaking, somebody who's socially capable, somebody who is able to handle a lot of priorities in a given day. And then somebody who's kind of got some out of the box thinking not so out of the box that they're the visionary type, but maybe somebody that can be flexible, understanding that there's, you're going to have to be flexible in this industry. And so there's a very specific group of, of or types of personalities that really lend themselves well to this type of role. And that's what we look for. And uh, it's super important to get all of those things. There's another factor um, I call it the uh, grit factor. And that's just people that wake up every day and they just love to work and go get things done. Some people have it. Some people don't. There's no test. We don't have a test for that. Mm -hmm. But when I'm interviewing or I'm looking at somebody, that's what I'm looking for is somebody that just loves to run the business day to day. They also need to be somebody who is good with being number two. 
right? Mm-hmm. That, that is that that's the role. If you talk to Adam on my team, he would tell you I, he doesn't want to be the CEO. He has no desire to be. He loves being the second in command and running, you know, taking that vision and executing on it. And certain people do. I, I happen to be somebody who started a bunch of companies. I'd be a terrible number two. I probably wouldn't listen to the visionary. I'm just naturally speaking. And so you got to know who you are and what you are and, and kind of um, I think that's important. And then identifying that in somebody is is, is critical for this mm-hmm. role. Are you able to give you some concrete examples of you know, companies that actually did hire this right person in a role? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I would probably uh, mention specific names, but um, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of companies in the industry that have done this well. Um, I, I will say one. I'll, there's a, a company that I actually helped a friend of mine sell recently, and he had two integrators. It was because it was a large scale company, mm-hmm. 400 property strong. He had a general manager and he had a president. President was more focused on the finance side of it. The general manager was leading and holding people accountable. And that was an example where we identified somebody on the team that wasn't at the time the general manager. She became the integrator and she was incredible at it. She's now an integrator at another company in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and is doing an incredible time. And uh, so, uh, Heather George is her name, by the way, and and she's an example of one. So I was trying to think of one offhand that I, I knew would be okay with sharing that. So yeah, that's a perfect example. So yeah, and certainly, I you know I would shout out to uh, to Christina from my company because when when we took her on, she didn't have any experience in the industry at all. But we brought her in basically to do the conflict management and to do customer customer service, which she was intensely good at and still is and i mean the real issue we had with her the problem i guess was getting her to switch off you know to not answer to to not answer texts from owners at 11 o'clock at night and you know, to occasionally take to you know, turn her phone, turn your phone off, go and do something. And I know she's you know it's six years now. She's been with the business and she's still going along extremely well with the new owners. So we found her first time. We just interviewed one person and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. That's incredible. Wow. So when Great. you know I, and, I know when. Yeah. Uh, no, go on, Steve. I was just going to say, and, and yet she didn't have industry experience, but she clearly had that grit factor and sounds like the right personality traits for the role and came in and made it happen. Right. And so um, as much as we definitely, you know, want to look for people and, 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 and place people that are already in the industry, sometimes you can't find that. And in your case, you found a, a really great person that just mm-hmm. had the right makeup uh, for the role, even though she didn't have the, the experience in it. So. Yeah, cer- certainly worked for us. And so, so let's just move on to that. So you know, you've, you've, you've got this person. What is the best way to actually get them onboarded as quickly as possible? It's interesting because I get asked this uh, question a lot. And, you know, onboarding is so critical for all roles, all employees, mm-hmm. anybody you bring on. You know, one of the biggest mistakes company owners make is they bring somebody in, there's your desk, good luck, right? And I'm kind of being facetious a little bit, but it's almost to that level sometimes. And and one of the you know biggest reasons that people leave a company is, is bad onboarding. And so onboarding is key and setting that person up for success um, right at the gates. One of the first things I have an integrator and a visionary do together is read the book, Rocket Fuel. And so they read that together, book club style, really understanding the dynamics and the relationship between the two. The other thing I say to my visionaries is say, you know what? I know you're like, oh, good, I hired him. Now I can go, you know, to the Cayman Islands or whatever. No, you need to live with this person for a while. What I mean by that is work in the same room if you have to, do ride-alongs, spend a a tremendous amount of time and making sure you're meeting on a daily basis. And then over time, that can be less. But at the beginning stages, you've got to give them all of your knowledge and understanding of the business and setting that vision for them. And, you know, the right one will come in and they'll start to put structure in around that vision from day one, right? They'll start to get an understanding of that and start thinking about ways that they can make the company more efficient. It's really critical that that person creates a relationship with each one of the people that are going to be a direct report to them and setting them up for success and making it clear to the team that this is going to be that new leader and introducing that the right way, I think is critical as well. 
and that integrator is going to have weekly one-on-ones with all of their direct reports, whoever that may be. And just, you know, they need to have the keys to the kingdom. They need to know, understand every piece of the business, mm-hmm. um, how it works, where, where uh, all the challenges might lie. A good one's going to come in and try to remove all the single points of failure, we call them. It's a software term, but anything that, you know, if it's an individual it might be, or it might be a software platform or something that if that breaks, what do we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, an example here at Better Talent, we have three internet connections. Our, our main internet connection is down right now. We're on our backup. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Guess who set that up? It wasn't me. <laughs> it was the integrator, right? So that's that's so you know helping them to understand what all those things are, so that they can then take the responsibility and the reins. A lot of companies will bring an integrator in and not show them any of the finances. I think that's a mistake. I think that mm-hmm. this person ultimately is going to be responsible for that. And, and it's very important as early as possible to help them start to understand the financial and the structure as well. So, and that takes trust, right? You've got to, you know, feel like you've got the right person. But if you don't do this this way, if you don't onboard them right, it's not, it's going to have limited success in mm-hmm. my opinion. And we've seen that time and time as well. So it's really important putting that structure together and an agenda around it. And um, it may take a full six months or longer to really, truly onboard that integrator. Um, but St- yeah, no, it's, that's an important piece. Steve, what would, you, what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and who is harried and overwhelmed and wants to stop going out at 10 o'clock at night and plunging a toilet? <laughs> and, but but they're, they're, they're on the fence about hiring somebody because they think, how can I... How can I hire somebody that's just like me? That that's what I went into thinking I was going to hire somebody just like me when in fact I needed to hire somebody that was the opposite. I would encourage them to take out a piece of paper, uh, draw a line down the middle and then across. On the top left, put everything that you love to do and that you're really good at. Next to it, top right, put what you like to do and you're decent at, you're okay at. Bottom left, put what you might like to do, but you're not very good at. And then on the bottom right, uh, what you don't like to do and what you're not good at. And that then put everything that you do in the business there. And then imagine, if you will, when you look at that, just doing the top left, the things that you love to do and that you're really good at. And imagine the impact that that would have on the business as opposed to you doing all those toilet plunging and everything else you've got to do. And think about what it would look like if you could outsource those other things so that you could focus and so what I do is, you know, we bring one on. The first thing we do is that bottom right, get everything off the visionary's plate that they'd hate to do and they're not good at, right, as quickly as possible. And that that will pay dividends. It will, you know, you know we talk work-life balance, all, all of a sudden you'll have one. You'll start to feel like you own the business instead of the business owning you. It will change your life. And I made the mistake and you even acknowledge you made the mistake of waiting a little bit too long to do Mm -hmm. this. I encourage everyone listening, if they're running this thing day to day right now by themselves and they're stressed out to really deeply consider this, it it, it will genuinely change your life. So better talent is not like Indeed. It's, you know, where where you go on and just fill in a few forms and, and away you go without any help. It sounds like you really deliver a lot of input with your experience yeah what what we like to say is that we are an extension of your team and we are an entire talent acquisition and optimization um, service Um, we do have a technology uh, platform we've developed and we're getting ready to launch we're not a technology company We, we don't just hand you a piece of software and say good luck or you list on our jobs board and you know maybe you get some applicants we take what you need and then we go produce the job ad. So we do a high-performing job ad. We create the job, the graphic design. We push it out to the Indeeds of the world and other jobs boards, our own jobs board. Um, we outbound. So we reach out to um, passive applicants introducing the opportunity. We handle all of the marketing. We then filter applicants through personality testing and, and cognitive testing, depending on the role. And so we take them through that whole process. And so a lot of people, if you you're running one of these businesses and, and, you know, I had the same scenario. 
it's really hard to be good at all the, you know, housekeeping, maintenance, get services, reservations, accounting, uh, business development, and then also be a recruiter. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> yes. you know, you got to do all the things I just described really well too. And so our intent and our goal is to take all that off their hands so that we can then bring them vetted candidates that are really ideal for the role from a personality perspective, right background and experience, taking out the ones that are not. Because if you throw an ad on Indeed, you're going to get a whole bunch of people that mm -hmm. just hit that easy apply button. And most of them aren't going to be ideal for the role. And we do all of this very differently than a traditional recruiter. A traditional recruiters charge a percentage of the salary. It's usually 20, 30% of the annual salary. I always thought that was crazy, quite frankly. So we're a subscription. And so you can do one hire with us, which is a fixed fee, or you go in a subscription. When you're on subscription with us, it's called Team Builder. And what we do is we also work on talent optimization. So we look at all of your the people that you currently use to do what you need to do, whether it's housekeepers, maintenance techs, any role within marketing, doesn't matter what that is. And then we work with you to, to come up with the most optimized plan for your talent, whether and it doesn't, and we do full time, part time, independent contractors, mm -hmm. consultants, doesn't matter what it is, we want to optimize that cost structure because it's the biggest part of it. And so I'm glad you asked that. We're not a, a lot of people think of, you know, A, they think we only do $100,000 and up roles. That's not the case. We do everything uh, all the way down to hourly roles, and we are not a traditional recruiter by any stretch. Um, we we want to really understand your business, your objectives, and come alongside of you partner with you to be an extension of your team. So. Well, I'll make sure that all the details of Better Talent are on the show notes. So if anybody wants to connect with you, they, they can, they can find you on there. Hey, Steve, do you miss it? Do you miss being a property manager? <laughs> you know, I would say yes, but the reason I would say no um, is not because of the burnout. I mean, I certainly got burned out like a lot of us do. It's because I get to talk to them every day, all day. And I almost feel like, like, you know, like I said, I'm an extension of the team. So uh, whereas before I had my own company and I was just doing that, I work with 200 companies in this industry. Yeah. And so I get to talk to you know, property managers, large and small, every day, all day. And I think that that helps me still feel engaged in the industry. Purpose built, I mentioned before that we did. That's probably the part that I'm most interested in maybe someday doing more, pur more purpose built design uh, of vacation rentals. We had a whole R&D process around it. I probably missed that the most, you know, of all of it. But um, but I, I get to to work alongside of so many, so it kind of feeds that need. I think if I had left altogether, yeah, I, I probably would have ended back as a property manager again, quite frankly, um, had I not uh, done what I'm doing now. So, well, it's it's good to it's good to hear that you still have that passion for the industry after all this time. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I have from, you know, for 26 years now, gotten up every day and eat, sleep, drink, breathe, <laughs> vacation rentals, short-term rentals. Yeah. I love I, it. I love all aspects of it. I, I, I thought when I sort of signed on the dotted line and, and took my check for the company that that would be it. But no, of course it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and you're in the same boat. You talk to us all day as well, right? So yeah. it's, 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 it lets you still be involved. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it gets in your blood. I will tell you, I warn people, if you're two years in and you think you're just going to do this for a little longer, you may find out differently. So yeah, <laughs> it, it gets in your blood. So, so Steve, thank you so much. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Uh, I'm going to make sure you mentioned two books. One was Traction and the other was... Mm -hmm. Rocket fuel. Rocket fuel. Rocket fuel. Um, so right. I'll put links to yeah, both of those. I've read Traction. I have not read Rocket Fuel. That's on my reading list for this upcoming week now. And <laughs> but I'll make sure that those links are on the show notes so that um, you know go read them. I'm I'm a huge proponent of reading a book a week, a business book a week, and it will propel you Absolutely. into areas that you never thought you would be in. I, I see you're going to Northwest Professionals Conference upcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, lo I'm looking forward to that one. I'll be speaking at it. I'd say it's a, it's a fun conference. A yeah, really great group of people, and uh, I, I love I love that show. It's a lot of fun. And then I'll be at the Executive Summit. Uh, here in Florida right after that. So looking forward to this. Too. Well, I'll probably have to wait until um, October in Orlando and <laughs> see you at the VRMA conference. Well, please, please do. I look forward to meeting, seeing you in person again. It's been yeah, a while, so. that will be great. Absolutely. You, you've, been, you've been a great guest, Steve. Thank you so much for joining me. 
But of course, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you, Steve Trover, for joining me. That was a great conversation. And yeah, I wish I, I, I could have done that so much earlier, you know, take on this person. But I, I just thought at the time that it was, it was just too much. And it was also for me, I thought, how can I, how can I share all this stuff that I know that I do so well? Well, in fact, I kept all that stuff that I did so well. You know, I carried on with owner acquisition, which was something I really, really enjoyed and going out to see properties. What I was able to do after getting the right person in that role was to step back from any issues involving conflict Um, because I don't do conflict very well. I just knew what I didn't do well, but I had to do. And I was able to, you know, that bottom right-hand quadrant that Steve was talking about. And once I shifted everything out of there, I was able to work on those other quadrants. So for sure, get in touch with Steve at Better Talent if you want to have have a discussion about whether this is the right time for you to hire an integrator and let me know how it works for you. So that's it for another week. The snow has just about gone from my yard so I can spend some time outside now. Um, having spent five months outside in Alabama, uh, I've, I've gone a little stir crazy in the last week because we've had we've still got so much snow on the ground, but it is very quickly disappearing due to some very warm temperatures. So I'm heading outside. I hope whatever you're doing with your day to day is just as enjoyable and that you've enjoyed listening to Steve Trover talk about staffing, which I think is something that we all need to consider if we want to grow our businesses. Thank you. I'll be with you next week. You've been listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Get access to the knowledge and education to take your short-term rental business to the next level. Visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school for more information. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.